Henderson. Perez. Johnny Evans. What a header. Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes. Oh, there's magic in that right boot. You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Yes, hello and welcome to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio after yet another Leicester City victory. That's three wins in a row now for the Foxes. Coming up in the next hour, we'll talk about that win over Brighton last night. We'll react to the Europa League draw, which now we know Leicester City's opponents in the last 32 of the Europa League. We'll look how LCFC women got on at the weekend and we'll look at what else happened in the Premier League. Uh, over the last couple of days. Let's introduce our guests for the evening. We've got Matt Elliott sat alongside me in the studio and Ewan Roberts joins us uh, from his home. Thank you very much, both of you, for, for coming on, coming in. Uh, Ewan, we'll start with you. Uh, how are you? Um, and, what, and what a great result for the Foxes it was yesterday. Have we got Ewan? Ewan can't hear us yet, so Matt, we'll start with you. I didn't think he looked ready there. He was still... <clears throat> swatting up on his facts there, wasn't he? Facts and stats and, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm good as gold anyway. I don't know about you, and, but uh, enjoyed, the, <laughs> enjoyed the game last night as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, what, what a performance, really. Um, took a little while to, <laughs> to get things sorted out, didn't they? And yeah, with, with instru- instructions from Brendan, uh, with, with the change of formation a little bit, but uh, it, it certainly paid dividends, didn't it? And, I mean, for the last half hour of the first half, if that makes sense, they were scintillating, really, weren't they? Three goals, could have been more. And game was done and dusted at half-time, and they saw it through very professionally. Good to see. And it's a lovely Monday evening for you. You've got this, and then you're having a curry straight afterwards, aren't you? Yes, you, you know, far too much about my personal life. I do, seems, I do. You need a, to stop a, telling me that. It's a sign it. that we're seeing too much of each other, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? But, yeah, just sort of uh, ease my way into the week, isn't it? You know, you don't want to... Ewan, good evening. Uh, can you hear us this time, Ewan? Oh, he's on. Yes, very you're well. Right, thank mate. you. Are you right? Yeah, we're all good, good, good. here. Hey, you okay, pal? Uh, we were talking about, yeah, the, good. about, about good, thank you. the result yesterday and, and how good it was for Leicester. That there was a mini blip, wasn't there, a few weeks ago, but three wins in a row now. Everything seems good again uh, in the camp here at King Power Stadium. All's, all's rosy in the garden once again, boys. Um, three consecutive wins now um, through to the, the latter stages of of the Europa League um, and an absolutely convincing win yesterday against Brighton. If, if you cast your minds back to the first game of, of the restart last season, Brighton at home, I mean, it was a dire game, nil-nil. Leicester never looked like scoring, no tempo, no urgency, Never really created every chance, any, any chances, completely to opposite to what we saw yesterday. Uh, Marty touched on the last half hour of, of, of the first half. I think that's as good a football uh, as I've seen uh, as I've seen from Leicester this season. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, had a bit of a, a warning in, in 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 the in the opening stages when it was it Young Batch who went through and a great save with his left foot by Casper Michael. Um, otherwise, the visitors would have gone. One nil ahead, one nil ahead, but then it was all Leicester. Um, absolutely magnificent that first half, and and didn't really need to get out of first gear, let alone second gear. In in the second half, as Mighty said, after forty five minutes, uh, the game was put to bed. 
If you're watching in or listening in on, on social media, do get involved with the show this evening. You can do so on Twitter uh, and on Facebook. On Facebook, Fee says hello. Good evening, Fee. Ian says morning from the Canada LCFC Supporters Club. What a perfect weekend for the Foxes. So hello to you, Ian. Uh, and Jim says, hello, Matt. Can you please take yourself, Jerry and Steve Guppy down to the training ground to teach them how to defend set pieces, especially corners? But I, I think that yesterday everything was, was okay. To defend them, I, I wouldn't want gaps involved if we're going to be defending set pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at the opposite end of the pitch, but uh, he's the old, he's your stereotypical turtleneck, isn't he? Gaps, <laughs> <laughs> head disappears in between his shoulders. But um, yeah, I get the sentiment. Although, yeah, listen, they looked steady enough last night, didn't they? Against a Brighton team who have got some very sizable individuals, but. Strangely, Dan Byrne in particular, I mentioned it on the commentary last night. I mean, he's an absolute giant, six foot seven, you know, and, and he's built well enough as well. And he moves well enough, actually, which is somewhat surprising for someone of his stature. But he's not actually that good in the air. He's decent because of his, you know, his pure size, but he doesn't time his leaps that well and he's not overly aggressive. But Dunk is probably the, the bigger threat. But they cope with it after. Well, they cope with it very well, actually. It has happened, didn't it? I think it helps having Ndidi back in the side as well. Just gives that bit more assurance, doesn't it? You know, they've got the trio across the sort of breadth of the the goal, not so much the six-yard box, but the you know, front, middle, and and, and far. Um, and then Jamie Vardy as well. He won himself a couple of headers in, in that front post area, so they look a little bit more secure. Um, it, it's <laughs> It's such a difficult thing because, yeah, Brighton, again, going back to them, the size of them when Webster's playing as well or whether it's White, um, but, you know, Dunk and Burn, but they actually can see quite a few goals from set pieces. I think they're in and around the same total that Leicester mm. have this season. Last year, Leicester did pretty much the same um, principles of defending set pieces and, and they were maybe not overly convincing, but they didn't concede too many. It, it, I don't know. It's just so difficult to put your finger on exactly why. In the day, everyone's got to be focused, aggressive, you know, individually, and, and attack that ball when it comes in and around your vicinity. It's as basic as that. Whatever you know, zonal, semi-zonal, man-to-man, whatever. Uh, you got to carry out the instructions. Which brings me on to a little point. I don't know whether you want me to make it or not, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll just, I won't over-elaborate, but I'm in a chatty mood tonight. I don't know for some reason, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But, um, I mean, before the game, we were talking, as you and sort of touched on there, it looked like there was going to be a match-up of systems before the game, and you thought, this has got, a, this has got the possibility, capability of sort of being a proper snore-fest. It could be sort of both, you know, neither team sort of is going to go and force the issue. Um, you know, perhaps Leicester would maybe rely on their supposed better quality to go and win them the game, you know, in a tight affair. But it was anything but, wasn't it? And, you know, it was a proper old ding-dong the first 15 minutes. You know, you mentioned there, there a couple of chances, Jachenbash and Welbeck as well. Leicester had a couple. But then he made the tweak, didn't he? You know, he changed it to the back four. They looked, some people might think it's ironic, but they looked more secure with the back four um, rather than the back, back three stroke five. But also more potent going forward. And it was... You know, and, and you just never quite know. I remember saying before the game, we were saying all this. We, it, it looks like it might be a very tight fit, but you never know no. in a game of football and Premier League. And it, 
you know, you, you can look somewhat foolish if you make too strong a prediction, don't you? And but it also shows you. Last point. Sorry, you and I. <laughs> I know I'm going right on now, but. You know, people say, some managers say, oh, it's not about tactics, it's about the players. Other people say, oh, you know, tactics are the beer. It shows you that it's got to be a collective, it's got to be a bit of everything because Leicester had the same personnel out there with a back three, it wasn't working, they were in danger of going under. But then tactics were brought into play, massive influence. You know, but yes, you need the players to execute it, but it, you know, it all needs to come together, doesn't it? And that's why managers like Brendan Rodgers go into such minute, fine detail. Right, finish now. And breathe. <laughs> Have some water. We'll, we'll go to you. Uh, I need a curry now. <laughs> uh, Craig on Facebook. Good evening, Craig. He says, best performance so far by Leicester. Uh, it's a great evening. What an amazing game. I think, obviously, that you, you cast your mind back to maybe the, the performance that the Etihad. had. Obviously, there have been some great performances this season, but for a first-half performance, you and that, that was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, especially at home, you know, where... Yeah, had that game early doors against Burnley, the 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 four two, and then struggled um, slightly. You know, with West Ham, the Villa game, um, you know, got that good win against against Wolves, kept a clean sheet, and then that that blip against uh, against Fulham a couple of weeks ago, uh, but back on track and 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 that say that first forty five minutes was was breathtaking. Uh, could have been a few more, um, and and that's what I like about Brendan. He, he doesn't wait if he can if he can see that he might have got I want to say team selection wrong but if he can see by changing from a five to a four it will benefit the side and it'll give it'll give the team more opportunity to get at an opposition he's proactive and, and he won't wait until half time which some managers would have some managers might have waiting until halfway through the second half. But Brendan, he, he can say, right, I, I, we need to change. We need, we need to do something. We need to sort this out. And, and as soon as he did, he, yeah, there was only ever going to be one outcome. Yeah, Matt made the point. Well, Matt made many points uh, <laughs> during his last little bit there, Ewan. Uh, he, he talked about how actually Leicester looked more defensively secure, ironically, when they were a back four as opposed to a back five. I, t I think because in a back four... And I they know their individual roles, if you know what I mean. In in a in a in a in a back five with with three central defenders, you might have an, an excuse if 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 you concede or it wasn't my man. One of the others were, were was picking them up. But but in a four, you know you know your fullbacks are going to look after the wingers, and then you know then your two centre halves have to look after the one or the mainly is one striker now. So there's 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 no point in the finger of blame. You know if if you concede a sloppy goal, it's 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 down to individuals, um, and and I think I mean I quite like the five at the back. I have to say I think there's a, there's there's a place for it at, at times, but also I think I think there's a place for for, for for the forward as well. And I think this is what's what's so, so positive about Leicester. They they they're so adaptable. They they know both systems uh, down to a T. Um, and and all credit to them for for taking all the information on board that Brendan and his coaches give him. Yeah, I think that it was obviously a change that was made for the better by Brendan Rodgers, clearly, because in the game, as you said, it was like a basketball game, wasn't it, for the mm. opening 15, 20 minutes. As soon as Brendan Rodgers made that change, Leicester just looked so dominant, didn't they? Particularly James Justin on that right-hand yeah. side, because, again, you talk about wing-backs. When you've got three at the back, you probably expect your wing-backs to, to completely bomb on. But it was, again, ironically, as... 
when Leicester were a back four that James Justin had most joy. Yeah, that's right. Although I think Albrighton, that he had a big effect early on, didn't he? Um, in that right wing back role, he he was getting in dangerous positions from the off. It was just because. I mean, I'm an advocate of the pack three. It was a large part of the reason why I was able to play at Premier League level, to be honest, because I lacked pace and playing in the middle of three enabled me to sort of, I don't know, get a little bit of extra cover from my teammates at times and didn't get exposed too often. But um, with Leicester playing at home with that system, all Brighton's naturally attack-minded anyway, even with the best of intentions... Uh, to work back defensively. And I think that's where Leicester primarily were having issues. There were things to look at elsewhere, but Fafana goes, and it's something for him to, to, to learn as part of his development. He goes looking to get involved a little bit. And it's not necessarily a, a criticism of his, because it's good that he's got the willingness and the, you know, the, the confidence to go and step in and help other players out or break up um, opposition attacks. But you've got to be disciplined in your position. And, and he's still learning the game. He's 19. You know, he's bound to be. But I thought, so, so automatically, Albrighton is further advanced, even when he's defending more often than not, when you're playing at home, than an orthodox right-back. So there's a gap out there. And if Fafana gets dragged out or inside... Um, more centrally to go and deal with an issue. If that ball is popped back to the midfield, all of a sudden there's a, there's a gaping space in the right-back area and you're not playing with a right-back as such. So, you know, you just need to be aware of that and I think Brighton exposed that on a couple of occasions and that's where they got a couple of opportunities. But, um, listen, that, that, that's, that was for Brendan to sort of pick up on and he did so expertly well. And he'll just have a little word with Wesley for fun and say, OK, brilliant, you're keen, you're enthusiastic, you want to get involved, but just got to hold your shape a little bit more, bide your time. But uh, for me, I wanted to see them, we know we had a bit of a discussion, didn't we, before the match. I wanted to see those to revert to a back four before kickoff. Yeah. For me, that's when they play at their best. And I think, I wouldn't say that was proven yesterday, but I think there was a, <laughs> there was a lot of evidence to suggest that's the best way for them later on in the game, wasn't there? Well, let's hear from the man then that made that change, Brendan Rogers, speaking to LCFC TV after the game. Brendan, congratulations. Hi. That Thank must you. be close to the perfect performance from your side. Yeah, but it was, obviously it was always going to be a difficult game. We, you know, we've seen Brighton all season and they've been unfortunate not to get some results. But uh, I thought in particular first half we were, we were excellent. I really enjoyed the game from a tactical perspective because we started off in a shape and... Uh, uh, Brighton surprised us a little bit with how we played, and so we then had to adjust the the, the shape, and then we, we changed it again at half time. So I enjoyed that aspect of the of the game, but um, but three outstanding goals, uh, different types of goals, but of great quality. And then the second half, we can we don't need to chase it; we can control the game and, and play it a little bit more on the counter. You talk about the formation change there. What was behind it from your point of view to try and shut what they were doing down attacking wise? Yeah, but, well, it was they were playing a shape with the with the back four and, and the wingers narrow, and because of how we thought they were going to play, it meant that when we pressed it, it was leaving too much space in behind our uh, our midfield line. So it meant that they could then get on the ball and control it that little bit better. Um, so after that, 
opening period, 20 to 25 minutes, we changed the shape to, to 4 2 3 1. Uh, and then that allowed us to be more stable in our structure and our pressing and with the ball. And then at half time, we, we went to 4 3 3, and that allows us to control the, the game well. Who's getting appraisal of James Madison's goal as well? Because that was something really special. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, he's got that touch of magic and touch of genius. You know, he's uh, he's a wonderful player. And 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 in fairness to him, he hadn't trained. You know, he's, he's been struggling a little bit with his knee. He's hardly trained this week, so shows you the the desire he has to play and, and the quality. So um, so yeah, delighted for him. Can I ask you about Marco Bryson as well, the man who totally switched positions because of the formation change, but no matter where you deploy him in any kind of game, he just gives you such a consistent performance. Yeah, yeah, he's, his work rate's incredible. Played in three positions tonight, right wing back, uh, left wing, and then onto the right wing. So, um, yeah, it's one of the things that I've, I, I always like in my football players and football teams, that they're bright and intelligent enough to interpret different systems and... Uh, and then he's a player that demonstrates that. And finally, a point off the top of the Premier League table through to the latter stages of the Europa League, everything that's been thrown at you this season, the injuries as well, you couldn't have asked for much more from your side, could you? No, no, the, the players have been absolutely outstanding. We've been playing, you know, in midweek and three games a week for a long time, but the players keep showing those moments of quality, but you see the honesty in the team tonight, how hard they work. You know, it's a it's a cold evening. It's pitch is a bit heavy because of all the rain, but uh, but now they uh, they were outstanding. That's Brendan Rogers there speaking to LCFC Radio's James Field, and we're very much broadcasting internationally this evening. George Kafir in Zambia says hello, everybody. George Gallagher in Jersey says great result. Matt Taylor in San Diego says fantastic mm. performance, and Jamie Oakes from Barwell uh, says uh, <laughs> Matt, you're a legend. Um, oh. Which is very nice of him, I'm sure. Uh, Brendan Rodgers was was, uh, full of praise for James Madison, which is to be expected, as is Nathan Leo on social media. He says, Madders with a superb performance. Just how good was he, particularly in that first half, Ewan? And and, and add to it, he he clearly was was carrying a knock, which is why he didn't play Thursday. Yeah, we shouldn't be surprised, Dan, should we, really? Um, We we know he's got that quality within him. Um, he's, He's shown it on many occasions. Um, I'm not too sure the last time he'd have scored two such good goals with his left foot. I mean, the first, uh, and they are chalk and cheese, the first one. You know, he, he passes it in, he picks his spot to the left of, of Matt Ryan, who maybe will be disappointed having got, got a hand to it that, that he didn't keep it out. But the second one's a magnificent goal. Um, I think I lost count how many footovers that he did and there wasn't an opportunity to, for him to hit it with his right. So he's got to manoeuvre it to that left foot, left foot. But then after he's done that, he's still got to keep his composure. Uh, and perfect contact, you know, perfect con- contact the way he just bent it to to the right of the keeper's, keeper's uh, goal. Fantastic goal, absolutely magnificent. We'll hear from James Madison a, a little bit later on in, in extra time this evening. But do you think Ewan he'll put that goal, particularly the second one, obviously with his left foot after the step over his maybe among some of the best he's scored for Leicester. He's scored a lot of very, very good, uh, spectacular solo goals, but that's got to be right up there, as he said, with his weaker foot. He don't score bad goals, does he? Do you know what I mean? They're always spectacular. Um, I've, you know, I've seen him score a few worldies when he was when he was down the road at, at Carroll Road playing for, for, for Norwich. Um, I think because of the fact that, you know, we see him putting them in the top corner from free kicks with his right foot, but because he such, showed such composure, you know, surrounded about 
by Brighton defenders just to keep his cool, didn't panic, didn't you know, pa- pa- pass the ball, pass responsibility. He wanted to do it all on his own. He knew what he wanted to do. Um, it, I shouldn't think it would be... Probably, I think probably he's one of the best goals that he has scored with with his left foot. I think, you know, you'll have to ask him. Uh, but yeah, uh, great goal with his left foot. Yeah, it was one of those moments, Matt, wasn't it? Obviously, you were on commentary that, that when it happens, you just wish there were fans in the ground because it, it was a, a spectacular yeah. moment and, and a very much a wow moment. It certainly was, yeah. And I got a little bit carried away. I think I, I gave him the credit of scoring from the actual apex of the of the penalty area it wasn't quite as wide as that was it but it, it was it wasn't far off it was only about mm. I don't know three or four yards inside but yeah the quality yeah, you just mentioned it then twisting and turning and yes. uh, the belief in himself didn't he you know, he's always full of confidence but obviously scoring before um you know had notched it up another level hadn't it in, in terms of his self-belief and twisting and turning and leading the Brighton defence, you know, merry dance, basically. And then to come out with that quality on his, in inverted commas, weaker foot. Um, you know, had, well, the keeper was clutching thin air. And, you know, I remember looking at Lewis Dunk and he was, his head went to the skies and he was, you know, he resigned himself to, that was the end of the game, pretty much. And yeah. he was almost sort of exasperated by it, thinking, well, how can we deal with that, you know? That's just on another level, another plane. And um, James is capable of that. He's, he's such a naturally talented footballer. He works very hard at his game, as he mentions quite regularly, you know, in terms of set pieces and his techniques and in goal-scoring situations. And uh, you, you, see, you see the reward. I mean, he's so slightly built. Sometimes you, you think, oh, he's not going to be able to sort of generate the power with his left foot from distance and it's so difficult to do. sometimes you can catch it right if you just balloon it and put your foot through it but to you know for, for your unnatural foot to actually get that Place bend okay, dip yeah. and accuracy on it is exceptional and he's done it before Newcastle was it Newcastle away yeah he was really it? did hit that one though didn't yeah, he yeah he hit that but to get the power even even so with his left foot and um, you know the first goal we got was a little bit soft but yeah, he's a wonderful talent, and it was a wow moment. But I wasn't overly surprised because mm. it's Madison. You know, as soon as he hit it, I thought that's got a chance, you know. And then when you saw the keeper diving, you thought he's got an even better chance. And then you saw it hit the net. <laughs> there are not too many players who can do that. No, no, it was a fantastic uh, strike from James Madison, his first ever brace in the Premier League. I'm sure if he'd not had that knock, maybe Brendan Rodgers will have kept him on uh, to see if he could chase the hat-trick. But never mind, the Foxes' number 10 spoke to James Field and again after the game. James, congratulations tonight. Two goals for yourself, which we'll get onto in a second, but a really good performance from the team as well. Yeah, that was a performance that I think we needed, to be honest. Um, I think it's games like this, this sort of magnitude, that we haven't actually been great in this year, especially at home. Um, but the difference today was we came out quickly. And I think that's something that we've looked at. And in the home games where we haven't picked up points and we've had losses where we think we should have had wins, we haven't actually started the game as well as, as what we what we want to. And I think we kind of took Brighton by surprise today how quickly we came out the blocks and the high pressing and the attacking football. And when you get early goals in the Premier League, it's so hard to come back. We know that because of when we've conceded in the past and you, you learn from that. So if you can get them early goals, you give the other team a mountain to climb and 
I thought we saw the game out brilliantly in the second half. And as amazing as your second goal was, I guess the first was crucial because after Brighton started well in that shape that maybe Leicester weren't expecting, you ultimately broke the deadlock and gave Leicester you know, the initial advantage in that one. Yeah, yeah, that's credit to the manager because obviously we had a little uh, switch of formation. Um, we started with the five or the, or the three, whatever you want to call it, and switched early on because the gaffer realised that they set up differently to what we expected. Um, and we adapted to that well, and that's why we say it's really good that we were able to do that. And the lads know the roles and responsibilities of different formations because to be up there and challenging for the Champions League spaces and the European spaces like we want to do, you need to be able to be intelligent enough to flip into different formations during the during the game and know what know what's expected. Um, so yeah, I think obviously Casper made a really good save. I think he deserves a lot of credit because you go one 0 down, it's a completely different game, and that's why he's a top goalkeeper, probably. In, in the top three in the Premier League for me. Um, so yeah, really, really happy with, with that and the start of the game and the adaptation to the new formation and it worked and it worked wonders for us in the end. Now tell me about the second goal, which essentially killed the game off. What was <laughs> uh, in your mind and how did it come off exactly as you planned? Yeah, to, <laughs> to be honest, it did. Um, we actually won the ball in midfield, Wilfred and Didi. Uh, really good to have him back. I feel safe when I'm in there with Wilf by me. It's almost like he's two players, I think. And, and, and what Wolf's improved on a lot, in, especially since I joined the club, is his passing ability. Uh, it's improved a lot. And the first, win the ball back, and I remember his first pass being forward to me. Forward along the floor, hard pass, and that's something that he's really improved on. And then we built, built the game, Vard's made a run in behind, came back to me, and I remember being 1v1. Shifted on my right, got it back on my left. And I'm comfortable off my left. I feel just as confident shooting my left as I do my right. And it was one of them. I knew it was in straight away, so really happy. Um, and I'll probably watch that a few times on Match of the Day later. <laughs> and now three really tough games to come. You know, they're all tough, I guess, in the Premier League. But Everton, Spurs, Manchester United, the next three. Will we really know where Leicester are at this season after those matches? Um, well, yeah, we'll be three, three games close to the end of the season, which gives you a better picture. But I think, especially with the season how it is this year, it's just taking every game as it comes. Every game's tough, like you said especially with no fans. I know fans are coming back and, it, and it, that gives it a different different dynamic, but you've seen the season this year. It's not just like a, a standard season. There's been shot results and stuff. So, But listen, every game's tough. I'll give you that cliche because it's true. Um, and it's three games, especially in quick succession now. We've got another game Wednesday, which we need to recover for. Everton, who have been in good form this season, they look good. Got a really good goal scorer in Calvert-Lewin. So we'll prepare for that, no different to any other, and, and take it game by game. And I guess you're in for recovery tomorrow. Will you all be sitting around the table at lunch watching the Europa League draw? Yes, yes, probably. Um, is it? Oh, it's Monday tomorrow. It comes around quick, doesn't it? Um, yeah, we'll be watching that, definitely. Um, Any preference? No preference. We'll get who we get. Um, it's two legs, right? Yeah, so we'll look forward to watching that uh, with a bit of salmon or something. <laughs> Not till late February, though. There's plenty of time. Well done tonight. Thank you. Cheers. That was Man of the Match, James Madison, speaking after the win last night. There was the reference there of the Europa League draw. We'll speak about that imminently. Uh, before we do, though, Ewan, just picking up on one thing James Madison said, we were talking about his, his weaker foot, in inverted commas, if you like, because he actually said he's as confident on his left foot as he is on his right. I'm not surprised, Dan. I'm not surprised. Um, he's a confident player. Um, he's got bags of ability. You know, He, he, he should have been in and around that England squad far more often than, than, than he has. Um, why that, that is, I, I, I don't know. He's a class act. He's a class act. I've, I've, I've seen him for, for a good few years now. You know, and what I like, he, he joined Leicester from Coventry, uh, uh, joined Norwich from Coventry as a young boy, didn't really get 
get too many opportunities when he when he when he first joined. I went up to Scotland where I had a period, I had a season on loan uh, at Aberdeen, and if you ask Aberdeen fans, he was magnificent up there. You know, he scored plenty of goals with both left and right, um, and and he is he's just a, a a confident lad. You could just tell in his voice then how how pleased and how happy he was with with those with those two goals. He was he was absolutely buzzing, and yet. Sunday probably on Monday does follow follow Sunday, doesn't it? Bless Usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. One one final word on on that game and, and on James Madison. Matt, it's the kind of performance as well. And 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 he says, yeah, obviously days come quickly, games come quickly. We'll talk about the Everton game on Wednesday after we do the Europa League stuff. But he'll want to be playing in that game. He'll want to be starting. When you score two goals, when you play as well as you yeah. did, you, you want to play the next game straight away. Well, I think James Madison, you know, fully fit. Not carrying niggles, etc. He, he, he's too good a player not to be in Leicester's main starting lineup. You know, I think that's that's pretty much a given these days, isn't it? And I'm sure Brendan Rodgers is, is of the same view. Uh, whatever system that Leicester adopt, he can be incorporated within it. You know, and I think again, I think the, the general consensus is that his best position is in that number 10-ish role or, or advanced midfield in behind the strikers. Most effective there. Um, you know, he's, he's right to be confident though, isn't he? And looking forward to games. And uh, when you've got the ability he's got, you almost expect, you know, the similar results that he produced um, last night because, you know, if he, if he can do it as consistently and regularly as as he is capable of, you know, so why not sort of demand that of yourself? And I don't think he's the type to be content with with his uh, his lot. You know, he wants to keep improving, get those numbers up in terms of assists and goals, and then he'll capture the attention and the notice of uh, Gareth Southgate and many others. But, um, you know, he sounded very pleased with himself last night, and rightly so, because he put in... A, you know, a, a great effort, didn't he? In, in different ways, in different forms throughout the game, as did many others, by the way, last night. I thought Mark Albrighton, again, was ex- exceptional. James Justin, who we've mentioned fleetingly, but that, that was probably his best game for the club. Um, they, they were just firing on... Well, once they got things sorted out, firing on all cylinders, weren't they, in, in the remainder of the first half, and things looking really bright. I mean, you've got, you've got Barnes and Under who can't even get a start at the moment. And, and they were flying only four or five days ago. So it's all coming together nicely for Leicester. Just keep that momentum going, keep focused, see where it takes them. Yeah, very exciting times here at Leicester City, who find themselves third in the Premier League, just a point off leaders at Tottenham and Liverpool. Uh, right, those of you listening or watching in at home on, on Facebook and Twitter, you can get involved with the next part of the show. This is our Who's the Fox Feature, so we'll get it on your screens momentarily and you can have a look who you think that is. Matt and Ewan, don't shout out if you know the answer straight away. You can have a little think and have an answer later on in the show. You're looking... Perplexed. Perplexed. You, you always <laughs> look perplexed when it comes to these uh, Who's the Fox graphics. I'm not so the yeah, best on these. Get your guesses in on Twitter and on Facebook who you think uh, that is right. While you two are thinking about that, I'll throw some more trivia at you and we'll do the first of our extra time teasers for the evening because you and your uh, dialing in, you can pick oh. if you want to be pot one or pot two. I'll be pot one, please, Dan. Pot one. And would you like to go first or second, Ewan? 
I'll go second if I can. Can, can we guess. spread these out, though? So who's the fox? I'm still dealing with that. I can't concentrate <laughs> on extra questions, especially against factual Freddy over there. Well, it, <laughs> this time last week, Jerry Taggart literally conceded to Tony Cotty before a single question was asked. He said, I'm going to lose tonight. Well, that's the TC, but... Ewan knows his stuff. And you're, doing, you're doing the exact same. He writes same. it all down. Even if he forgets it, he's got it there in black and white. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Leicester City uh, have been drawn with Slavia Prague uh, in the Europa League last 32. So your question number one from Pot 2, Matt, is Slavia Prague are currently in what position oh. in the Czech oh. First Division? I thought you were going to say, is Prague a good night out? <laughs> but, uh, strangely, I don't actually know. Oh, I've got a ding there. Yeah, yeah. by all accounts. I've never actually been there before. I'm not disgusted with myself that I've never made the trip over there. What position are they in the league? They are top numero uno, signoro. Correct. Question one is correct for Matt. Ewan knew that one. Look at him. Did you know that, Tom? Uh, <laughs> right, Ewan, your question is also Slavia Prague related. Uh, name one of the three teams they faced in their Europa League group in which they came second. Name three. One of the three, Have Ewan. Oh, uh, Bayern Leverkusen. Ooh. Well done, Ewan. Who's the others? Yeah, just just for it. Yeah. Is it Happier? Happowell, be a Shiva. Be a Shiva. Correct. And I think you'll be seeing her in Prague. <laughs> and Nice. And Nice as well. Nice was yes. the last one. Yeah, so well done. You've both got uh, your first extra time teaser questions. He's Correct. formidable, isn't he? Yeah, we'll come back to those later on. Maybe it'll go to the tiebreaker <laughs> question later. Uh, we've had a few guesses already for the Who's the Fox. Some are wrong and some are right on Facebook, I will say that already so uh, it's quite interesting I won't be alone then no uh, so Slavia Prague then Matt you've clearly done your research well you both clearly have done your research to a degree Um, degree. I know they're unbeaten in the league yeah they've had a a really good start actually Slavia Prague in in the Czech first division as you said top Mm. of the league you got that question correct three goals I should keep quiet in case these questions pop up there's not another question on Slavia Prague later so we can talk as much about them yeah they've scored 33 times in the league only conceded three that's in 11 games yeah they also, in the group, you maybe say, oh, they only came second in the group. But they played against Bayer Leverkusen, mm-hmm. who were formidable Decent. in the group and scored a record 21 or a near record 21 yeah. goals in the group. Yeah, well, there you go. That's all you need to know from a Leicester City point of view, isn't it? If you were, <laughs> you know, slightly relaxed or bordering on pleased with the draw, that will give you a, a little bit of a start realisation that, listen, it's going to be difficult. It's the last 32. They're, they're in the competition for a reason. OK, the Czech League is not of the standard of the Premier League. But, um, you know, with, with results like that and a confidence that that brings and the fact that they've qualified, you know, all, all these things coming together. Listen, Brendan Rodgers and the players, they, they know better than to take any opposition lightly, don't they? You know, if you're not quite at it and there's a few external issues... We saw what happened in Luhansk. Um, so if ever you needed reminding, uh, I know it's a different scenario, but Leicester will be uh, on their metal though, won't they? And, and, and ready and prepared. But looking forward, to, you know, having said all that, you're not disappointed with the draw. It could have been a whole lot worse without being disrespectful yeah. to Slavia. But um, yeah, you know, you go there, you, you, you step into the tie, two-legged ties thinking you're backing yourself. You know, you're not hoping that things go your way. You know, if you do things properly, there's a good chance you're going through. 
you mentioned the Luhansk game there. It'll probably be equally as cold, you and I think in uh, in Prague in February it'll be around minus minus one, minus two, that sort of temperature, like it was in in Luhansk. But hopefully it'll be the the type time of year where maybe Leicester fans will be able to go, or some Leicester fans will be, be able nice, to go. We it? don't know yeah. what it's going to be Touch obviously in, in February yet, but whether or not the, the fans will be there, it'll still be a great occasion. I mean, I think first and foremost, I think it's probably half the journey to to Prague than it is to to to, to the Ukraine. So that you know, that's a factor. I remember before the game on 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 Thursday night saying, "Oh, you know, probably wouldn't be the end of the world if if Leicester did finish second in the group." I'm glad they didn't because Prague they got Roma, didn't they, in in the next round? A far harder, half far harder tie. I think Leicester go into the tie as firm favourites. I think we'll be all shocked if if. If if they don't qualify for for, for, for the next round, um, and, and like you've, you've you've touched on on on, on Slavia unbeaten this season, they've actually not lost in the league in twenty three games, um, and they've kept what's fifteen clean sheets. You know, I like a, a, a stat, Matty. You know, I like, they've kept fifteen clean sheets in. in so, those sorry, what do you say? I just nodded off then. Sorry, son. <laughs> Top scorers, best defence. It won't be easy. Won't be easy. No. But I, 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 I'd be shocked if if the foxes don't go through. Give 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 Matt a slap. Oh, well, I will do. I will do. You don't worry about that. Uh, also, the, he's the playing fact... footsie with me under the table. <laughs> uh, the, the fact that obviously Slavia are doing so well in their league and, and did okay, obviously in in their Europa League group, coming second and, and making sure they qualified. How important do you think it'll be that, that Leicester have the second game at home, Ewan? Just in case maybe that, that first game doesn't go too well. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's what you want. You know, you want, you want the second leg at home just in case, as you say, things don't quite go your way in, in, that, in that first one. And as you say, hopefully there'll be a few fans in, in the King Power we don't know how many, we don't know if any at the minute. They always generate a fantastic atmosphere. Um, and, you know, looking at, at, at last night's performance, if, if Leicester are at their best at home when they start quickly, and, 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 and that's how they, they started last night against Bayern. And, and if they do the same against Lavia Prague, then they'll be through. Are you in agreement with you? And do you think not? Not maybe it's not a straightforward tie. Obviously, yeah. no ties. I think will be straightforward in the Europa League from mm-hmm. now on. But do you expect Leicester to, to have enough to go through? I do overall, yeah. And that's just not just biased kicking in. I think you know, most people's uh, opinion would, would be similar. I'd imagine you've just spoken there about you and about the, the, you know, their home record. Pretty impressive at whatever level you're talking about. And, Leicester would be, on the face of it, if, if they were to come away with a level pegging after the first first tie, yeah, they wouldn't be that. too disappointed, would they? And mm. and then come and do the business um, here at the King Power. Already you can see, obviously Brendan's focusing on each game as it comes and, and all that, but at the same time, in the back of his mind, I think he'd already be thinking, circumstances will dictate, you don't know how the injury situation, etc. form... Um, all these things have to be taken into account, but he, he, let's still go there being solid first and foremost. James Madison talks there about you know the adaptability that they need to have within games and from game to game. I think that will come into play. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm envisaging Leicester going there being solid with a back five, not a back three, you know, and then perhaps picking them off at the latter stages if and when 
situations arise. And bringing them back, nice solid result, and then take the game to them. But you can see it's sort of semi mapped out already, isn't it? If it isn't, does it all go to plan like that? We'll have to wait and see. But it's good. It's just nice to it's nice to have that prospect looming in the background, mm. isn't it? Of something you know, to knockout stages of a European competition. Yeah, it it will keep the keep the, the not that they'll need it, but it just keeps an extra sort of spring in your step and. Keep your pecker up, won't it, over the cold Christmas period. Absolutely. Keep an eye out on lcfc.com and our social channels <laughs> over the next couple of days. I know Brendan Rodgers has a press conference ahead of the Everton game tomorrow, so I'm sure he'll he'll speak about that draw with Slavia Prague. Uh, in the Premier League for the last couple of weekends, we've seen the Rainbow Laces campaign supported by all clubs. As part of Leicester City's continued support of Rainbow Laces, last week a Zoom call was set up between members of Fox's Pride and LCFC's James Justin and LCFC women's Sophie Howard to help raise awareness of the abuse that LGBTQ plus fans have to deal with when they're simply supporting their club. Uh, this is Graeme Smith, one of the members of Fox's Pride, speaking about how abuse on social media can hurt people. I mean, it, it makes me sad. Um... It, you know, it, it makes you feel that potentially online that you're, you're not particularly safe. And while you know you're safe in, in your home and you've got your shelter and you've got walls around you and what have you, um, it makes you feel, I'm saying, it makes you feel unwelcome as well. Um, and it's just wearing, to be honest with you. You know, I've uh, we've had Fox's Pride for six, say five to six years now. Um, and actually, I think the level of comments and abuse that come online um is just that it, it's wearing and you kind of think and it seems to be getting worse actually and um, i'm aware that a lot of this is not from what you might call true football fans um and not from people you can easily identify so often a lot of faceless profiles and things like that um but that doesn't that doesn't make it less hurtful it doesn't make it less um whatever and it's it, it's not just online you know when you're sometimes in the stadium people using homophobic slurs to describe players that have fallen over and are rolling around on the floor and that kind of thing and it's just I, i'm someone that's confident enough to call it out um i did at anfield last year actually um turned around and told someone off um but other people aren't as confident to do that and actually that and, that, and that's something that's really uh, that, we, that we need that we need to work on. So yeah, not not but yeah, it, it's wearing and it's tiring and it just needs to stop. That's Graeme Smith there, one of the members of Fox's Pride, speaking during that Q&A last week. At Leicester City Football Club are committed to making football a game for everyone and do not tolerate homophobic or discriminatory language. Uh, Sophie Howard was also on that Zoom call last week. Her LCFC women's side are top of the FA Women's Championship. They had another fantastic results at the weekend, beating Charlton 2-0 away from home with goals from Natasha Flint and Remy Allen. Natasha Flint, by the way, absolutely on fire this season for LCFC women. Well done to them uh, for continuing uh, their charge for promotion this season. Um, as we said, well, it's good for LCFC women at the moment, very good for the, for the men's team, but they've got a, another huge Premier League game to, to encounter on Wednesday, Matt. Yeah, of course, it's coming particularly thick and fast, mm. aren't they, of late, um, with the U Europa Games as well. But so what is that? Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. It's a hell of a run, isn't it? And high-level games as well. The, the, the games have come in... Of, of that sequence, they're getting more and more difficult <laughs> the longer the, the flurry goes on. Um, Everton, listen, we know what they're about and know what they're capable of. They're, they'll be absolutely buzzing, won't they, on the back of 
turning over Chelsea at the weekend and picking up three points there. We know, we know the quality that they've got. We know the dangers they've got. You know, Calvert-Lewin is the obvious one, but Richarlison's no mug either. <laughs> and you know, Wobi on his day can be a problem. They're good all-round side under, under the influence of Ancelotti. So, and, then, and then, then it's the one that people are already sort of licking their lips at. But hope, you know, hopefully Leicester can um, produce on Wednesday night and keep themselves... Well, they will be in and around the reckoning, come what may, but keep themselves right up there, putting the squeeze on Spurs and then for the, for the big game on Sunday, wouldn't it? And, but as is always the case, you can't look too far ahead. And, but I mean, <laughs> I'm going to contradict myself because <laughs> Man United are looming as well. Yeah. So what a time. What a time for Leicester City supporters and players. Well, you can say, though, if Leicester win tomorrow, or Wednesday night rather, they'll be guaranteed to be at least second in, in the Premier League because Spurs play Liverpool. So, obviously, if that's yeah. a draw, Leicester could go top. Or if one of those two wins, then and Leicester win, then, then, the other, then Leicester will go second. So, obviously, they, they've got that incentive as well, Ewan. And, and Everton always seem to have a good game against Leicester. Or there's, there's always a good game between Leicester and, and Everton, right? really, is what I'm trying to say. And I'm sure it'll be the same on Wednesday again. And I think that's why it was so important for, 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 for the lads to perform at the level that they did yesterday against Brighton and, and, and to score the three goals, uh, create the chances that they did. Because, you know, we spoke about the, the, the next upcoming games after, uh, after the Thursday night victory um, against AEK. And, and, and you saw Everton, you saw Spurs, Manchester United coming up. It was vital that the lads got three points against Brighton, which they did, and they'll be going into this game full of confidence. You know, Everton had a magnificent start. The wheels have come off to a degree. I mean, it was a great win against Chelsea. Um, there was no James Rodriguez, I don't think. I, I think he was injured. I don't know whether he will be back to, to, to face Leicester on, on Wednesday. That was only their, their second win in their last eight Premier League games. They've lost to Leeds, they've lost to Newcastle. They had a a one-one draw up at Turf Moor with Burnley. They've had a real mixed bag of results in, in in the past few weeks, but that was that was a solid result. You know, clean sheet against Chelsea. I think they're the top scorers in 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 the Premier League. It promises to be a really really good game. Yeah, they'll be going into the game full of confidence. Obviously, Matt, won't they? After that win over Chelsea at the weekend. Yeah, I didn't see too much of it. Um, brief highlights, but they they look somewhat fortunate to keep that clean sheet from what I saw. I think. James hit the post with a great save. In yeah, fairness. Pickford made some good Pickford, saves. Pickford, yeah, got a, a you know, minute touch on it that wasn't first picked up. And Mount clipped a free kick, didn't he, against the woodwork as well. And, you know, Chelsea were probably not at their free-flowing best. And, you know, Everton played a part in that. In the day, it was a good result. It's going to give them a boost, yeah. Um, they were, you know, they'll come down to... They know what Leicester are capable of as well. And... Yeah, it looks quite a well-matched contest, doesn't it? And Leicester's form of the, you know, the immediate recent past has, has elevated, and they'll fancy them chance, their chances against whoever they come up against. And uh, you know, an Ancelotti-inspired team or not, uh, Brendan will send his men out there, and I wouldn't back against them. You know, if they could set it up nicely. I know it's too early to call it title deciders, etc. Of course, it is. But you know, what a an occasion that would look to in the build-up to Christmas, wouldn't it? If they could set it up with a win on on Wednesday, regardless of how Tottenham get get on against Liverpool, I suppose 
I don't know, <laughs> strangely, you're looking at a draw because you want them both to drop points. Well, to be fair, they, they play after, don't they? So Leicester will go top, albeit temporarily. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's sort of, it's a nice little bonus, isn't it? It's, it's largely irrelevant, but it, you know, in the build-up to the Sunday game, it would just add to the profile, yeah. wouldn't it? And give everyone on their sofas, you know, a nice Sunday to look forward to. Yes, it's a six o'clock kickoff on Wednesday evening, which means Match Day Live on LCFC TV will be live from 4.30. So do tune in uh, for that. Right, let's get the answers to our Who's the Fox. We'll do a reminder of, of who it is first there. Uh, we've had loads and loads of correct answers, a few wrong answers as well. Uh, if I just run through some of the correct ones on Twitter, well done to Diego. Uh, he says, this is easy. I have a picture of, it, of a TV background in my Liverpool-loving house. Um, Fee guessed Harvey Barnes. I'm afraid it isn't Harvey no. Barnes. Craig Bennett guessed Mark Albrighton. I'm afraid not. Uh, Chris Giles guessed correctly, uh, as did Nathan Leo. Well done, Nathan. That's two weeks in a row now. You've got it correct. Uh, before we reveal the answer... Um, you've just written it down. You've written it correct as well, Matt. Have I? Yeah. Oh, good, lad. I was, I was going on the haircut, the little spikiness on top. <laughs> as a, it's Lovren, isn't it? Obviously from Liverpool. So he ain't played for a little while, as far as I'm concerned. And then to someone who's not a, an immediate recent addition, I'll come up with Mr. Vardy. Correct. It's him. Well done, Jamie oh, Vardy's fantastic uh, volley against Liverpool. In oh, is it that one? Right, it's that one. Yeah, I forget that. There's always a little association with a certain memorable moment, isn't there? In these. Who's the foxes? It's not just a random. Sometimes, photo. yeah. Sometimes, there's always, yeah. There's, there's a reason. There's a reason behind this one. Am I overthinking it? No. Well, the, the reason we picked Jamie Vardy is because he equaled Muzzy Izzet's record uh, for Premier League appearances for Leicester City, and that's possibly that that goal, that moment, one of his most famous Premier League moments. Oh, so that's why the, I picked that. I'm one. on that list in the top five. You know that. You absolutely are. Oh, you oh, absolutely oh, are. Hey. Still, just you're clinging on. 199. They couldn't wheel me out one more time, <laughs> could they, to make the 200? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still clinging on. I, I can't see it being that much longer, judging from some of the players that, that are getting close. True, um, very true. Did but, you get that, Ewan? Who's the fox? I would have got that, yeah. I would, and I would have t I would have named the... Well, obviously, it was against Liverpool, but obviously the title yeah. title winning season, because that yeah. was a magnificent... And, and yeah. to be fair, boys, we've, we've, got to, we've got to... I've got to mention it. With his goal yesterday, what, 19th now in the Premier League's top scorer yeah. list in history, Jamie Vardy. Magnificent yeah. achievement. Here we go. I suppose you knew what minute that photo was taken <laughs> and everything, didn't you? Yeah, fa fantastic achievement for, for Jamie Vardy. I think he levels Romelu Lukaku and Ian Wright, doesn't he, Ewan, in, in the, the Premier League scoring charts, which is, again, an incredible achievement. And just about Lukaku, though. I mean, criticism he gets. Yeah. He ain't done bad, has he? Considering he's rattling them in, in, in Syria. Obviously, yeah, he's not been in the Premier League his, his whole <coughs> career. He's only 27 years old. Yeah. Pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. One word on on Jamie Vardy though, Ewan, and and that record now that he hopefully Touchwood, barring injuries or anything between now and Wednesday, he, he will break that on Wednesday, and and rightly so, I think. I mean, it's it's unbelievable considering, and, and I'm, I was looking at his, believe it or not, his stats. What did he get? Five goals in his first season in the Premier League and thirty-four appearances for for Leicester to go on and and, and, and achieve what he's done. He's thirty-four. Next month, you know, he's like a spring chicken. He just gets better and better and better. He hasn't lost a yard of that pace. He, he's still got that hunger, uh, desire, everything that you need to, to be playing. 
at the age he is. Um, and we've, we've spoken about it so many times, yeah. Dan. Good luck replacing him, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's What a tough job that is. Incidentally, uh, Craig on Facebook says it's Vardy each week for the Who's the Fox. So uh, I'll, I'll change it next week, I promise, Craig. Well, that's what threw me off a little bit. We've had him before, haven't we? We have. Yeah. We have. Well, oh, it is okay. Jamie Double Vardy bluff. after all, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Don't catch me out, though, son. Uh, Dan, very... what, threw me, what, what threw me a little bit, that's only your second league goal at the King Power yesterday. This season. The 10 that you scored. Yeah, yeah, this the, season, the, the, yeah, penal- yeah the penalty against Wolves, obviously, against Wolves, yeah. and then yeah, all his other ones before that had, had come away from home. Which I guess, in a way, you and kind of summed up Leicester's form this season, hadn't it? Jamie Vardy being better away from home, Leicester invariably being better away from home. Yeah, I think that's a good point, especially in the Premier League. I think they've they've saved their best performances in in the Premier League away from home. Absolutely. Uh, we've had one question in on Facebook before we go to the final trivia bits, Matt, uh, from Antonis, one of the Greek Foxes members. Uh-huh, who we, uh, yes. We, we got to well. know very well last week. Uh, he asked... Um, who you invite think... us over? Uh, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> good. Uh, he says, uh, who do you think will replace Johnny Evans on Wednesday, who has the suspension? Good question. We're having a bit of a chat before about it. Our producer suggested maybe Wilfred indeed. I agree. Defense. I think... I'm not going to put my neck on the line totally, but I think <laughs> I think with Wes, I think Wes has still got performances in him, but by all accounts, it's sort of a little bit of a niggle going on, isn't there, with his back? Or I think there's a bit of a concern, although he's on the bench, so he's, you know, he's deemed ready to be involved. I think just maybe. Don't get me wrong. I think Wes could do a job. Still, he's proven that recently, but I think maybe with. The sort of mobility that, that Everton have got up there. He's lively, isn't he, Calvert-Lewin? Um, you know, he gets a good, good, great leap. Wes can deal with that physical aspect of it. But, he, he you know, he's young, he's, he's energetic. Um, Richarlison, Iwobi, if it is to be those three, there's plenty of pace and athleticism there, isn't there? I think Wilfred, because of how well Mendy's done, I, I think you could well see that going in. Into, well... I'm assuming it's going to be a back four after the last night's performance, but who knows? Who knows what Brendan's got up his sleeve? Very quickly, Ewan, do you agree? I think with the injury problems that, that, that Brendan has in, in that central defensive uh, position, and indeed he's got everything to play, you know, in, 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 that, in that back four, back five, whatever it is, you know, strong, good height, good in the air, um, can play out the back. Um, it's, you know, what a great option to have. For, from a, a defensive midfielder to put him into 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 that back four. Right, it's one all going into our final uh, extra time oh, teasers. Oh, oh. Well, there's only two. Only two between you. No, so there's two more to go. Oh, okay. two questions each. Right. Um, same every week, and you can go <laughs> first for your right. second question. Uh, who scored the opener for oh. Southampton against Sheffield oh. United yesterday? Oh. oh, come on. Ewan can steal this as well if you get it wrong. Oh no. This is going to bug me. Ewan definitely knows it as well. So you <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> oh, come on, I've watched it. This is one of the few times I stayed up after the game last night and was match of the day two. No Googling, Ewan, no Googling. Yeah, every chance. Of... Right, who scored the opener? Five seconds. I'm going through the team. Pum, 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 pum. Shea Adams, Shea Adams. 
kicked in. Correct. Well done. Right at the very end there. Well done. It was, uh, yeah, a little bit of a mistake, wasn't it? Ewan, um, only two players in Europe's top five leagues have scored more goals than Harry Kane this season, who already has 15. Name either of those two. That's in all competitions, by the way. So only uh, two players in Europe's top five leagues with more goals. Ronaldo? Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> Chance to win it, actually, here. Oh, if I get this. On the sale of oh, the I wasn't even concentrating. I'm going to go. Hmm. He's injured, though, isn't he? I was going to go. Who's rattled a few? I'm going to go Lukaku. <laughs> Ah, no, Robert Lewandowski. Well, I was going to oh, go for him, obvious one. But... Erling Haaland. No, oh, I was going to go for Haaland, but I thought he's injured. Yeah. Injured. No, oh, so neither no. of you get a point there. It's still Matt Elliott 2, oh. you and Robert's 1, though. I just thought you were giving me that look. I mentioned Lukaku earlier. But... Yep. Yeah, uh, right, oh, Ewan, your so final question in pot one is, who has more <laughs> Premier League appearances for Leicester City? Jerry Taggart, James Madison or Tony Cotty? It's got me tags. Mm. Oh, really? I would have gone tags. I know he's injured a lot, but... I mean, it leaves a 50-50 chance yeah. for you, which is slightly harsh, really, but them's the rules. I've been surprised. It's got to be super tone, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Tony Cotty with 85, Jerry Taggart with 80, and James Madison with 78. Oh, it's closer than four. Yes, they're all close. And then, Matt, well done. You've, you've won. Oh, you thank can you. can do the, the final question anyway. Um, who has more yes. Premier League appearances for Leicester City? Riyad Mahrez, Frank Sinclair or Emil Heskey? Heskey. Oh. Go on, Ewan, to get a bit of respectability back. Oh, to be fair, no, no. Mares no. or Sinclair? I'm going to go Trevor Sinclair. Trevor. Frank Sinclair. <laughs> Thank God, no, Frank, Trevor. Frank. Uh, no, it was wrong anyway. It's Riyad Mahrez. Really? So Mahrez with 139, Sinclair with 131, and Emil Heskey oh. 124. Yeah. I, 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 on hindsight, I fought Frankie because I knew he was in and around the first team for longer, but... Oh. Well... I was going to chuck you in it, but... I dragged myself over the line said, you then. Fourth, so stupid, yeah. yeah, well done. Yeah, you won 3-1 this evening. Thank you very much for, for coming on, as ever. I'll take You it. and Roberts uh, and joining us this evening. Cheers, we'll see you when you're next Cheers, on, I'm boys. sure. And Matt Elliott, you'll be in on course on Wednesday for the Everton game. So we'll see you at 4.30 on Wednesday. So do tune in for LCFC TV's Match Day Live for that. But thank you, everyone, for listening this evening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. <laughs>